0: Hi there welcome to the first podcast from quiet the hive my name is jane and i'm the founder and director of quiet the hive which has been recognized by f entrepreneur as one of the top 100 inspirational businesses run by women at quiet the hive i help women identify what they want what's important to them and to get a plan to make it happen i do this by removing barriers for them creating a toolkit helping them build their confidence and resilience to move forward and also connect them with other amazing women through the Amazing Women Leaders Programme. If you'd like to know more about this programme, you can drop me a line or go to the website www.quietthehive.com forward slash Programme to find out more. I wanted to talk to you today about resilience. It's interesting times at the moment, and I think that building our resilience is something all of us are looking to. So, I wanted to talk you through some of the questions you might have around resilience, and then give you some top tips for how I think you can help yourself to build your resilience and build the resilience of those around you. So what is resilience? Well, resilience is how you cope when things get tough. It's how you bounce back after a crisis or a tricky time, the ability to get yourself back on the bike when you fall off. It's how you cope or adapt when things don't go quite as planned, it's how you use your strengths and skills to cope with and recover from challenges and difficulties. Resilience isn't about sailing through life happily or without problems and issues. We will all face these without doubt. But resilience is important because without it, we might become overwhelmed or unable to cope. Resilience is about not letting adversity define you. Noticing with what's within your control or sphere of influence can help. And although some people seem naturally resilient, The good news is that resilience can be learnt. So the way to think about resilience is as a leaky bucket. So we all have this bucket. We need to keep it filled because there's a constant drain on our resilience resource. So we need to keep it filled up. Building resilience is not a one-off. It's something you need to pay constant attention to. And you need to notice when your bucket's running low and how you can refill that bucket. So I want to share with you 10 ways that I think you can refill your bucket. First of all, number one, find your tribe. Here at Quiet the Hive, I'm a huge believer in finding your tribe and loving them hard. That's why I developed the Amazing Roon Leaders programme, which sets up groups of women to act as champions, challengers and peer mentors for each other. Let me know if you're interested in finding out more about that. You will have your own tribe as well. You will know the people who bring you joy and strength and who lift you up. When your resilience is low, find your way to them and ask for help. They know how you need that help and you know how you can ask them. It may come in various forms. so It may be a shoulder to cry on, an ear who will listen to you, or it may just be someone who pour you a massive glass of wine and pass you the chocolate bar. Either way, they do it unquestioningly and with constant support. Think about who your tribe are. Think about how you want to engage with them and how to invite them into your life to call upon them at times of difficulty or challenge and conversely be there to support them as well check in with each other regularly make contact a joy and a pleasure and not just something you do at times of crisis or need by connecting with people and humans need to connect we can help build our resilience number two find meaning and purpose Finding a sense of purpose supports your self-esteem, your well-being and your mental health and therefore will contribute towards your resilience. If you have a clear sense of purpose and understand how you can add value through the actions that you're doing, this will help you to understand and tap into your own self-worth. Finding what you're passionate about can be a good way to understand how you can begin to increase the meaning and purpose in your life. A good way to do this is through number three ask yourself what makes you happy this one is simple really what makes you happy the things that make you happy bring you energy and strength and enhance your resilience what brings you joy so for me that includes hanging out with friends and family going for a run even and sometimes even when I know I don't want to I know that the thing I will get from it will build my resilience so much there's a technique in CBT um that talks about how you get your motivation after doing the activity so rather than saying i'll go to the gym when i'm feeling motivated to go to the gym you go to the gym and then you notice you feel incredible you get that sort of buzz from working out and then that's what feeds the motivation to go next time if you're struggling with this try making yourself do something for five minutes even if you don't want to so put on your running kit and get out the door for five minutes or start that chore or task you've always been meaning to do just do it for five minutes you'll find that once you start doing it for five minutes, the reward will come and you'll want to keep going. Anyway, that came from running. Other things that make me happy include being by the sea, which is where I'm recording this podcast. Having adventures. There's a whole other topic about adventures and making brave choices, and I'll share that with you another time. But just to note that adventures don't have to be big. What you define as adventure is your adventure. Um, You'll often find that with kids, for example... It seems a small, small thing, but it can be a big, big adventure to them. So having breakfast outside, for example, or going and doing something that mixes up the routine a bit. What else? Well, the other thing I really adore, and this sounds slightly trite, but I love watching others grow and achieve what they want to do. And that's why I do Quiet the Hive, because I love that sense of watching confidence and self-belief and self-worth grow in others. So, make a list of what makes you happy, take some time and just brainstorm everything that contributes to that. Don't self-censor, just let it come, set a timer for five minutes and just write. At the end, you could highlight a couple of things that you want to build into your week. It could be something simple like reading on your commute, or talking to a friend on the phone, or something more complex and big, and just the start of being able to begin to plan that may really feel like it's making you happy just make sure you fit it in. Pay attention to your needs and doing things that refill your reserve bucket will really, really help. Number three, notice what's going on for you. So be aware of how you're feeling. Take time to notice and reflect on what's going on for you. Practicing mindfulness and or meditation can help with that by helping us to be fully present, tapping into and observing what's happening within our bodies. Um, Headspace is a great app for this and it gives you free access um, to a, v- a variety of different methods um, and exercises for mindfulness. There are other apps as well. Um, calm is supposed to be very good too. Listen to what your body is telling you. If it tells you to rest, then pay heed. If it tells you to exercise, then do that. If it tells you to find calm and peace and quiet somewhere away from the madding crowd then that's another thing to listen to. It can also tell you that you might want energy from connecting with other people or doing things where you are externally facing. Just be aware of what can be warning signs for you in terms of heading towards low resilience or low mood so that you can know your own early warning system and put methods in place to avoid falling into the trap of losing your resilience resources. Number four, be active. Resilience doesn't just come from mental well-being. Looking after our physical needs helps us feel strong and resilient. Resilient, sorry. <laughs> Move your body daily, especially, ironically, when you're feeling sluggish and lethargic and you least likely to want to. Exercise releases endorphins, or the happy chemical. The runner's high is absolutely no myth. Think back to the last time you moved physically and the joy it might have brought you. The important thing is to choose something that does bring you joy so if you're running's your bag then do that if you're more of a swimmer go for that if you prefer a hike a cycle a workout doing yoga in your house whatever it is they all work as long as they connect into your sense of joy think about how you're going to build an exercise into your week you need to schedule your exercise to make sure it happens hold yourself accountable by setting a move date with a friend for example Do an online workout. Joe Wicks on YouTube is a great free resource, um, as is uh, Yoga with Adrienne at home. Do it at home when the kids are in bed or get them involved. Grab yourself a DVD of Pilates. Whatever works for you, just make sure you plan it in and don't miss the date. Number five, eat well. We all know what makes us feel good and what doesn't. And whilst wine and chocolate and crisps all fill a gap. They don't really fulfil you, or refill you. When you fuel your body well, and you give it the right raw material to generate the energy you need, then you're not messing around with your sugar levels, and you're maintaining the right balance of nutrients to give your body every chance to perform to its optimum potential. Try just once today, maybe try and make some good food choices. Make sure you take on board plenty of water, and maybe just for tonight, go alcohol free. You'll find you get better quality of sleep too. Balance is key. But today, tip the scales in your favour of fueling right and cutting the crap. Number six, sleep well. Your body, and therefore your mind, won't be full of energy if it's not recharged properly. And if you don't have energy, it's hard to call on your resilience when you need it. You know how much sleep you need, but it's likely to be between seven and nine hours, sometimes as low as six, but normally around that pattern. Challenge yourself to try and get an amount that feels right within that pattern each, each night of the week. Go to bed earlier if you need be. And try and go to bed and wake up at the same time each day. That will help with your um, body cycles and patterns. And if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're listening to this on your phone, switch it off immediately. The blue light emitted, emitted from your screen confuses your brain and inhibits melatonin the, or the sleepy chemical. So don't mess with your phone for up to an hour before bed if you can possibly help it. I have to say I'm pretty rubbish at this, but I am working on it. Also, don't medicate with alcohol to sleep to help you to sleep. That doesn't work either. It might help you drift off, but it disrupts REM sleep, REM sleep, which is that that helps you stimulate the brain areas involved in forming memories and restoring chemical balance in the brain and learning. So it's not great for your day ahead. When you don't get enough sleep, it really buggers up your body. Not only does it reduce your energy levels, but it can also contribute to physical issues such as heart disease, weight gain, depression and anxiety. So tonight, switch off your phone an hour before bed, have a caffeine-free and alcohol-free drink, maybe something warm like a hot milk or possibly a hot chocolate, and instead read or meditate ahead of bedtime. Make your bedroom a cocoon of coziness. Don't have a television in there. Use it to go to sleep and keep it for that purpose. Or whatever else you might want to get up to in there. Number seven, let it go. Oh my gosh, don't you just hear the song when you say that phrase? But she knew something that Elsa. Know when it's time to move on. Don't dwell on the negative and play mistakes over and over in your head. Grudges will weigh you down. Going over what's already happened doesn't help. If it isn't in your sphere of control or influence, then don't stress about it. Sometimes we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to that and whether we let it define us or we define it. Can you see the opportunity in a situation? How can you flip a mistake, for example, so it becomes something positive, a development or learning experience or a positive change? There's no point worrying about that which we can't control. Far better to focus on what we have influence over and where our control can lie. Number nine, create goals. Creating goals can be helpful to show us what we're achieving. It can also be helpful ensuring we are topping up our resilience bucket by reminding us to make time for what makes us happy, for what brings us a sense of meaning and of purpose linked to what we were talking about earlier. Creating larger goals can help us to ensure that we're focusing on our true north. By identifying what's really important to us, we have a sense of where we need to be and help us not to sweat the small stuff. Be aware of your goals. Do a vision board, for example. Pin it somewhere you'll see it, somewhere you'll notice it every day. That way you'll be reminded of your focus and of your purpose on a daily basis, all of which helps with your resilience. If you can see you're moving towards something, It's phenomenally helpful with that. You might want to join us over on Instagram at quiet underscore the underscore hive for our Three Things Sunday. Each Sunday, I put a post up that shows what I'm going to commit to doing this week to move me forward. Just three small steps that get me closer to my goal. And other people who follow my Instagram posts also comment on there with their aims for the week. It's a really helpful way that we can keep each other to account and support and cheerlead each other to make sure that we're doing them too come join us number 10 say the last one take action so taking decisive action around problems and issues has the sense of reminding us that we're in in charge and in control of our lives even when times are difficult consider what is within your control or your sphere of influence passive acceptance or worrying about things is the opposite and it can leave us feeling like we have no control or ability to change things Always remember, as mentioned earlier, that you might not be able to control what happens to you, but you absolutely have the, deci- have the ability to decide how you want to respond to your circumstances and the situation. Don't be passive in a situation. Identify what action you can take and take it. Okay, so I've got an exercise for you to do off this. I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and just brainstorm all of the things that you know that bring you joy. Just write them all down, don't censor yourself, just capture them all on a piece of paper. When you've done that, I want you to go through and highlight three of those things that you could do this week. Put them into your diary now and make them non-negotiable. Commit to them, make them happen and notice if it helps you with your resilience. I hope that's been helpful. I'm going to do a few more of these podcasts and I'd love to hear your comments so please do post below let me know how you found it if there are any topics you'd like me to talk about then let me know that too do sign up for our sporadic um, newsletter which you can do via the website www.quietthehive.com I'll drop that into the resources page below When you join up to the newsletter, you get early warning um, around podcasts that are being released, you get special previews of the programs that I'm launching, and I also throw in loads of freebies and high-quality content in there to keep you interested, motivated and moving forward. Join me on Instagram or on Twitter at quietthehive, sorry, that's at quiet underscore the underscore hive, or get in touch via quietthehive at gmail.com. I hope you've enjoyed what you've learnt here. I'll see you again soon. Have a great week ahead. If you enjoyed this episode about building your resilience, please take a moment to give the podcast a five-star rating. It will really help for other people to access this recording and you'll be helping other people who need to build their resilience. Do drop any comments or feedback you have in the comments box. Thanks so much.